Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Have you been enjoying the Saints Happy Hour podcast free episodes all month? Well, my friend, that's about to end. But don't worry. Just become a Saints Happy Hour fan club patron and get access to this podcast every single day. And it's ad-free. No ads ever. And you get the Booze Bundle Welcome Kit, four swag items, amazing. And you get access to the Discord channel where we're talking Saints 24-7. What are you waiting for? Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's it's painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Saints training camp day 14. Andrew, it was Kamara Geddon today. Uh, lots of questions post-practice about Alvin Kamara. He was at practice. Uh, we had the whole uh, controversial kerfuffle yesterday. I just want to say that it reminded me a lot. I don't know how many people that listen to this podcast follow European soccer or, or, or big soccer fans, but it reminded me of transfer season in European soccer where you have all these different leagues and the rumors are flying and, and it's like – your team will be wanting a player, and you'll be like, "They want how much money for him?" And then you'll get a, a, a you'll read a report from like the Latvian Times that'll be like, "Oh, he's missing a leg. We don't want him." And then the neck, and then with, and then an hour later, you'll be like, "Oh, cool. They signed him for thirty million pounds." Like everything with Camara, it happened at warp speed. It's like, "Oh, he's not at practice." Oh, the Saints are opening to trade him. Oh, he took an epidural. Oh, negotiations are back on. And it all happened in like two hours. It was it was wild last night on Saints Twitter. Dude, well, but and the thing is, we're not used to that. Like the Saints, yeah. they don't they don't negotiate through the media, no. or at least normally they don't. And you know, I I just it's very unlike what I'm used to seeing. And frankly, I've never seen this before in the NFL. Where like. Usually it's a death <laughs> sentence when you put it out there that like, hey, we're trading this guy or we're we're open to trading this guy, and You're the right, player's yeah. not showing up to practice. Like, usually that only ends one way. So yeah. I I'm just like for it to. You're right. It's like soccer, but we're used to that in soccer. Like that's kind of how it goes. Well, like, in know, soccer, you not have... to trust anything because yeah. you know every scenario is thrown out there. Whereas like with football. Like usually you can read the tea leaves. So I, I yesterday, I mean, I, I think I was rightfully really nervous and kind of just said like, I don't see how it gets any better. Like it's over. No, it did. And no, you, you, so, history I mean, says I, it I, is. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged to see things look better today. I think you know, 
I think things just got a little sideways, and maybe some, somebody talked talk to Joe, Josina Anderson, and they were just really, really frustrated, and they're just like, yeah. maybe we'll trade them. Well, and, and well all, I'm all guessing, I mean, loose. you know, looking back on it now, I mean, it seems like this is how it played out. So Kamara tweaks his back, and he's basically like, I, my deal still isn't done. I'm not going back. Like, I'm hurt now. Like, I'm not risking my career on this salary. I'm not going to do it. And like maybe his agent, he's like, how, how's our negotiations and go? And he's in the, and the agents like, well, not that good. We're still a ways away. And he's like, well, then I'm not practicing. Okay. And so then he, he's at practice. I mean, he, he's in the building, but he's like, yeah, my back hurts. I'm not practicing. And Sean Payton's like, damn right. You're going to practice. Like you're under contract. You got to do this. And <laughs> yeah. I could see like yeah. the posturing there. And then, and then, you know, he's getting fined and he's like, well, if you're going to find me, like, I'm not practicing until I get my contract. And I could see how, like, they would butt heads there. And then Sean Payne would just be like, well, we're trading you. If you, if you don't show up to practice, we're trading you. Well, you know, here, and like maybe they had a blow up. And since then, well, let's let's Loomis listen, got involved let's listen to, things down. Let's listen. Let's listen to Peyton uh, post practice post-practice about Kamara. It's a little long, and I left in some of the media questions. So uh, let's listen to Peyton uh, post-practice, then uh, decipher it. Look, not getting into the specifics, obviously everyone's here to get tested uh, outside in the parking lot first, and then, uh, you know, we kind of go from there. So we're, we're actively negotiating a contract with he and his agent, and uh, we'll keep you posted if there's any progress. If I did, I, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> if, you if you guys don't reach a contract agreement, do you proceed as being something where maybe he doesn't play week one? I think that's uh, a little uh, previous right now. We're focused on him being a part of our plan week one. I appreciate Cat Terrell going full doom with the question. Is he going to play? She, she play? was bringing the heat. She was bringing the heat. Is, is he not yeah. going to play week one? Like she didn't. She didn't like build up. She just went right for the way to way to make us proud, cat. Yeah, right for the kill shot. Um, but I mean, obviously, he didn't say anything, and I just think everything got a little size. Something said it. You know, you had your theory that you said before. I played the sound for Peyton. Something set it off yesterday that made it go sideways. And I think the Saints and Kamara were just like, hey, let's, let's just get back at trying to get this done. Like, we're, we're pretty, you know, they're coming I mean, $2 million a year. It sounds like it's a, it, it, it sounds like it's a lot. And it is. It's a it's a lot of money when you're talking to Alvin Kamara. It, it's a lot of money. But it's a but it's a bridgeable. I feel like that's a bridgeable gap. We're not talking like he's like, I want Michael Thomas money. And the Saints are offering him like thirteen, and you're talking like eight million dollars, like two million dollars. You can figure, like they can figure that out, you know. I think. Yeah, um, it's close, and I, I mean, the thing that I said on this podcast, and I think I said this on Twitter, I, I just don't think the Saints are a Super Bowl contender without Alvin Kamara. I, I, I really think he has to be on this team for them to have a true chance this year. Um, and I think if you get a first round pick for him, you're making life 
better for yourself after Drew Brees. So, you know, there's a case to be made for that. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't there, there's not necessarily an easy answer here. If the and, Dolphins you know, my, called you up and said, hey, you're Mickey Loomis and you're Sean Payton, and they say, hey, we'll give you the Texans 2021 first. We won Alvin Kamara. What do you I say see, to them? Like, I live in the now, Ralph, <laughs> and so like I, I fully admit that like my position here potentially mortgages the future, but this team can win a Super Bowl. I really believe that, and so I'm inclined to go for it because, I mean, it, co- because of COVID more than anything, I mean, that tells you that like you know, tomorrow's not promised. So, so if you have a chance to win the Super Bowl, try to do it now. So I'm inclined to say no, but – It'd be hard to blame the Saints for saying, you know what, we're not going to pay a running back twelve million a year. We're we're going to take the first round pick. I mean that that's good business. So on some level, I would appreciate that. Um, I think at the end of the day with Kamara, and here's here's the important thing to remember: he catches eighty one passes a year. He's done that the last three years. He's not just a running back. That's the thing. He's dual threat, and that's why he's more valuable to this offense than just Ezekiel Elliott is to Dallas or Derrick Henry is to Tennessee. Although um, Derrick Henry was a monster in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he put the whole team on his back. Well, yeah, so I, that that's fair. But I just think Alvin Kamara is more valuable to an offense. I mean, Derrick Henry caught fire in a three, four-game stretch, but I don't think he's as valuable to an offense. Well, I'm 100% on team. Pay that man his money. I'm just like... We we got we, the Saints are trying to win a Super Bowl, and yes, two first round picks would be fun next April, but that's post Drew Brees. I'm you. We picking, them. picking thirty second sounds more fun. <laughs> I mean, and look the te- the Texans saying. the Texans first round pick for me would be very appealing because I believe that Bill O'Brien is a terrible coach. And Watson props him up. And if Watson would get injured and miss even a stretch of games, I think there's potential to be a top 12 pick easily. So it's very tempting. But I don't want. I want. I want. I want to look back and say, in this four-year window where the Saints created this second run for Breeze, I want to say they did everything within their power to try to get him a Super Bowl. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And we look at it and we're like, up. Oh, but I, I much rather you when you are a contender and you know you're a contender to go for it. And I just think, you know, it's not the same sport, but the Astros the last four years have been great. They went and got Verlander and they won a World Series and they went and got Grinky last year. It didn't work out. I don't regret a damn second of it because you when you what these chances to have a great team to win a title don't come along all the time. I guarantee if you're your Saints fan, you know that. So just freaking go for it. I don't want to play for the future. I don't want to hear your analytics about don't pay a running back. I don't want to hear it. I want to go and try to win a freaking Super Bowl.
As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball and the NBA are in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Yeah, that's well said, and I think that's ultimately why I feel the same way as you, and that, that's that's the direction I lean. I mean, I'm, I'm always about sound business and not overpaying guys. I, I generally applaud the Saints for mm-hmm. You know, not taking big risks because, you know, they did that with Jairus Bird and, you know, that's how it ended. So, but, you know, you can't be gun shy on on your guys. That's the thing. Like Alvin Kamara, he's already done a lot for the Saints and, um, you know, I'd be excited to have him for a long time in this offense. Because here's the thing, Ralph, after Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara is more critical to the offense, not less. That's, yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. And you're, you, because once once you have once you don't have Drew Brees, and I know, look, my, my, Michael Thomas thrives without Drew Brees, so he's gonna be he's gonna be Michael Thomas. But once you don't have Drew Brees, I think over a full sixteen game season, I think teams would be more likely to squeeze out Michael Thomas when the Saints have another quarterback, and that's why you say Kamara becomes more critical. Having a tight end becomes more critical. Those sort of things, you have to you have to have stronger foundation than what you have with Breeze, which the foundation right now is great, so it doesn't matter. But, like, I just, to me, I just don't care. Like, just pay him. Like, they, and, and another thing today that, it didn't make me mad. It made me laugh. All these national media people are like, the Saints paid Taysom Hill two years, $20 million, and now they can't pay Kamara. What's up with that? They're not smart. It's like, the two things are, are totally unrelated. And I was like, uh, what else is Taysom Hill responsible for besides uh, the Saints not paying Kamara? Wrong answers only. And people... <laughs> We have a whole Twitter You got Twitter. some great answers. I got some great uh, answers. My, my favorite was IPAs. I saw <laughs> Whoever I mean, wrote that, that, that was Somebody good. referenced a, a war that India and China had in like the 1800s, I think. I didn't even know. It was just, it was just, it's just fantastic. Go to our Twitter feed and find it. But it's just, it's just idiotic. And look, the Saints, they are going to be a little constrained because the pandemic is reducing, has reduced the cap, and the, the, you know, no one could have, have foresaw that. You know, so the Saints, they're going to have to make decisions. But Mal- signing Alvin Kamara is not going to like. It isn't going to be like, oh my God, they signed Alvin Kamara now. Now Lattimore and Williams and De- Mario Davis are out the door. No, maybe one of them, but it isn't going to. It isn't going to stop them from being a competitive. And even if it did, I don't care. Go win a Super Bowl in freaking 2020. So they had other stuff that Sean Payton talked about today. And they, the Saints had some good player interviews. Uh, they talked to Morstead and they talked to Jameis Winston. Um, but uh, Sean Payton talked about um, Marcus Davenport today, which I thought he said some interesting stuff. No, I, listen, I think he's doing well. Uh, I, I think he, he's had a real good camp. So – I I, I don't I don't think he's fallen behind. You know, he, he we, we backed off some reps 
probably a few days ago, just relative to a, a small injury, but nothing significant, nothing that would uh, certainly uh, keep him from playing week one. You know, we've been waiting for we, the last two years, Andrew. It's been if Davenport can just be good, if he can be great, then the Saints defense can be amazing. But you know what? I've come around to Davenport was pretty damn good last year. Now, you can't, I can't argue with you the worth of the two first-round picks. Like, that's an argument that unless he gets turns into like a 15-sack guy, some people are never going to think it's worth it. So you can't even say that argument. All I'm telling you is if they could get 16 games of what he gave them last year, that will be perfectly acceptable to me because that'll be like an eight, nine sack guy, and that will make this defense good. I don't even need better. I just need last year's production, 16 weeks. I mean, I would take 14. If you offered me 14 weeks <laughs> and, and he wasn't like out for the playoffs, right, so he just missed two games over the course of the season, I would I would take that right now. Yeah. Um, but I still think he can get better. That's the thing. I mean, he... Uh, he he has some technique stuff that I think he can clean yeah. up, and I think from what I've heard in camp, he's showing that. So that that's probably of like all the players on the roster, uh, he's he's in the top three of guys I'm most eager to see this year. Yeah, the other guy that Sean Payton talked about today was uh, PJ Williams, and it's just this secondary. You know, it, we know Lattimore's great. We know Marcus Williams can be an elite safety. Um, and Malcolm Jenkins has done it in the past, though he's older. They just have a, so many above-average NFL players that it's going to help them so much. But he talk, Peyton talked about uh, P.J. Williams and his camp so far. He's a smart player. I, I feel like he can play in both those positions. Um, he's one of the few players that we feel like can go outside and play at the corner position. Certainly he's had a lot of experience at the nickel, and so that – that's that's one of those players that we discussed earlier here a week ago that that provides really good versatility. Um, I, I would probably say more at free, but but we feel like he's smart enough to play in in both of those positions. You know, and it just it it's just one of those things, Andrew. When you have that week where you got banged up corners and a safety or whatever, to have a guy that like PJ Williams where you can play him a bunch of spots. And you know he's not going to be a disaster, or he'll give up plays, but he'll make some too, and the ledger will be about equal. That's just such a big thing because you know, I know eventually, some point in 2020, their secondary is going to be a mess for one or two weeks. And to have guys, Garner Johnson, PJ Williams, it just gives the Saints such a leg up on other teams. I mean, how many times have we heard Sean Payton say those exact words? And it, it comes down, I mean, he just says the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> and I guess part of it's just like I, I've been following the team since I was a kid. And so I listen to these conferences and I just feel like he, he has said so many times how much the team values versatility. And so, you know, if you're Patrick Robinson and you can do special teams or if you're PJ Williams and you can play free safety and you can play nickel and you can play outside, it's just, you're, you're yep. giving a, a, the team a reason to play you in more spots. And I, I just think when you look at those guys, versatility, like versatility is king in the NFL, and that, that's what keeps you on rosters. Yeah, I've always, I've always been stunned. I mean, I get that after 2018, P.J. Williams had the DUI, and that sort of 
killed his market. But I even that, I was really surprised that some team didn't try to pry him away from the Saints and say, look, man, we'll pay you a little bit more and you can come and start and we got a role for you, like a defined role. Like I was really surprised because I look around the NFL and I see trash corners all over the place. And I'm not saying P.J. Williams is good. I'm not saying he's an an above-average consistent player. But, man, if you are a trash heap at corner, P.J. Williams would be – you know, like for this P.J. Williams, Andrew, for like the 2015 Saints, I'd have given you like a finger for a P.J. – this quality of a corner, you know? Yeah, you you know what's interesting is a lot of times with free agents – They'll go to a coach that's coached them before. And what's interesting right now is you just see a lot of head coaches are college guys. So, you know, Mike Nolan is really the only guy that left the staff this year. And I mean, mm-hmm. he obviously, going into his first year in Dallas, doesn't really have a lot of say over the personnel. But it's interesting in that I wonder if on some level, coaches not leaving the Saints, like if Aaron Glenn, let's say, was ever to leave the Saints and become a defensive coordinator somewhere, you wonder if he would bang that drum for PJ yeah. and be like, hey, the Saints, you know, he, he, the Saints That's are offering good. him a year, $2 million. Like, offer that guy two years, $10 million. Let's bring him, let's go get that guy. Because I have like coached him, I know seven, he's good, you know? and I want yeah. him. Yeah, like, he's my, um, he's my dude, and so, you don't have to even break the bank for him. Just give him to me. I need him. I need I need him because yeah. he knows the defense, and he's a decent player. I need, I need, I need guys that can show everybody how we're supposed to do this. I'm That's really curious point. with what the Saints are going to do at nickel because, like, all you hear about is Patrick Robinson having the best camp of his career, PJ Williams looking real solid. You're a UDFA you, son. C- CDFA, uh, uh, CD Deuce was probably the guy that I would have penciled in as your nickel at the start of camp, and he's he's not really done anything to to make you think otherwise. So, I mean, honestly, right now I feel like there's three really strong candidates to get the primary amount of snaps um, at that position. So, look, it's a good problem to have. I want, I don't, They're not going to do it in the secondary because secondary is too valuable. But I wonder if we're going to see the Saints. And we talked about it, uh, if you listen to this podcast every day, which you should. It's free three more days, including today. Uh, and then patrons get it every day. Only you should sign up, $10. Uh, thanks for John and Cindy who upgraded from $3 to $7 today so they can get it every day. They're smart. Um, but we talked about, don't, don't forget Matt Ryan. We've got, a Oh Matt yeah. Ryan. Matt There's Ryan. A patron that has the name Matt Ryan. Officially. I think it's the actual Matt Ryan because he signed up at the platinum deluxe $30 level where he gets everything. Yeah. We, after that contract, the Falcons gave him, we know yeah. he can afford it. <laughs> But, you know, we talked about it. I think the Saints are going to make a couple of moves on their roster and get, like, seventh-round picks for guys. I don't know exactly who it would be, mm. but I think te- I think there's going to be some team out there that's going to be so desperate for a position guy. Norm- normally I would agree, Ralph, but I, I just think this year with no tape from – like, unless you're going to unload a vet, I then think I, could, I could see it. But I, I – yeah. I mean, it's possible. I, like, I could see the Saints maybe trading Patrick Robinson for a draft I just think, pick if some team was like, I'll I just take think, him, you know? I just think, we don't know, we don't follow enough the teams to know. But they're having injuries. You see it. 
uh, in the Discord channel. Not a saint when when we post other teams' injuries because we're horrible people. Um, <laughs> there are teams that have injuries, man, and there'll be a team out there that's I think will match up with a guy the Saints are going to cut, and they're going to be so desperate they're going to be like, tape doesn't matter. He's a vet. He has maybe some tape from preseason last year or a few games. We're going to be like, we need a, a body that's above room temperature. We think he might be above room temperature. Saints, here's a conditional seven if he makes the if he makes the final 53. Um, you know, Kevin's all about the draft picks, so that would make him happy. <laughs> so the last two sound bites I've got is uh, they talked to Morstead today, and Morstead brought up an interesting point about – having a kick with no fans in the stadium and how different that experience will be. Yeah, we thought about it. Um, tried to maybe foresee circumstances that could be different or, uh, you know, if you can really hear individuals on the other sideline, normally you can't. It's just a big, you know, gray noise or you know varying levels of volume but it's you can't kind of pick out individual um, things that are being said so that could change uh, I'll be interested to see how specialists around the league handle that um, but I mean at the end of the day we're whether there's fans or not um, the field's the same and um, you know I don't foresee it being much different as far as my process goes the the energy in there will be different for sure and we'll miss that um, but, um, you know, I don't see my process being any different. That's a, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting thought process, Andrew, because is it easier to block out 80,000 people screaming at you than it is to the offensive tackle on the other side screaming at you to miss a kick that can win a game? Like, what's more difficult for a kicker to block out? So I, I, I found that question and that answer interesting as to what, what they're going to do and how you practice it. I think kicking is, and punting is very different than other positions. I just feel like football is a game of emotion. But when you're a specialist, I think you try really hard to take the emotion out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you really focus on your technique. And it's not to say that you don't want to focus on your technique and, and, and kind of have a clear head when you're playing football at other positions. But I think sometimes, you know, you, you, you want to have that emotion. You want to be charged up. You want to have that energy. If you're a kicker or a punter, it's not really about that. You want to actually keep your blood pressure down. You want to be calm and, and measured when you go about it. So, you know, when you hear Thomas Morstead talk about his mental approach and his process, I, I just think it, it's – I don't know that it necessarily relates to other players on the field because I think it's very different for that position. Yeah, but it'll be – I mean, it'll be interesting. If, if you're lining up in your Will Lutz to kick a 45-yard field goal to win a game – is the it would you rather have the din of the crowd and you don't really hear anything or it's dead silent and you can hear the other team's offensive coordinator dropping f bombs at you telling you to miss the kick because I think I think it makes it easier. I think it makes it easier yeah, to kick. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellows down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in the dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 
show is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrants, antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that's designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com, check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. The last soundbite we have is from Jameis Winston. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to say, I guess, you know, I had seen him in, in the video of him throwing passes. And, of course, we, we've said it through training camp. Whenever, you know, it's, it's shoulder pads and shorts, Jameis looks amazing because he's got so much athletic talent. But I want to say, Andrew, in his interview today, he looked like a different player. Like, he's noticeably thinner. I always felt with Tampa, he's kind of chunky. He had a kind of a fat face and, like, you know, he wasn't in the greatest. I always looked at him. I was like, he's not in the greatest shape. He kind of had that Ben Roethlisberger kind of paunch, you know, going. Dude, the press conference today, he, his face was angular. He looked in the best shape he's ever been. He looked to me like a like physically different player. Um but he also said they somebody asked him and he was talking about Drew Brees and the interesting thing that he said he's really paying attention to Drew Brees is about risk. Uh, I, I think it's a happy medium in that uh, I'm never going to shy away from playing football the way that I know how to play. Uh, but within that, like I said, man, you get to learn from from a guy that does it so well, and you get to talk to him about situations that he will take a chance versus situations that he will not. Um, so I, I think that's great to just see him and, and visualize uh, myself doing the same thing. You know, so he's trying, he's trying to learn. But do, do, were, were you as surprised about how he looked as I am? Yeah, I mean, no, he's changed his body uh, composition. And um, so, yeah, it's always, I mean, it's always a surprise when you see a guy just look completely different. Um, but, you know, he's obviously worked hard and, um, that's good to see. Uh, I think his, his mindset is good right now. You may, yeah, you can just tell he's trying, um, for a number of reasons, which we've talked about before, but you know, I I've said this all along to me, it's not really where he is now. Uh, it, it really is like, where is he in week 13 and 14? Like, are the saints seeing progress? Are they seeing improvement? Hopefully, I mean, got, knock on wood. Hopefully, we'll never see him on the field this year. You know, that's. I mean, that means Drew Brees is healthy and the team's winning. So, hopefully, he'll never play, and we'll never know, and it'll just be behind closed doors uh, for them to figure out whether or not uh, he's the answer of the future. Uh, but you know, ultimately, I think. Uh, look, if he if he's ever going to figure it out, I think it's learning from Drew Brees. I, if we're being realistic here, I think the only shot that Jameis Winston has, in my opinion, of being really successful is surrounding himself with a play caller like Sean Payton, a mentor like Drew Brees. And if it sticks, he could be really special. You know, he, here's the interesting thing for me with, with Winston is, you know, let's say the Saints 
win the Super Bowl and go 12 and 4, 11 and 5, 13 through whatever. But you don't he doesn't get the five games that Teddy Bridgewater got. And that's basically that's the main reason why Teddy Bridgewater got 60 million from Carolina, right? Like team saw him and they were like hey he was great for five games he led the saints to five victories and he showed us enough to where we're gonna pay him a little bit less than the average nfl quarterback because that's what like the contract teddy bridgewater got is like the in the 16 to 22 range for starting quarterbacks right but i wonder like if winston doesn't get that will he come back to the saints next year on like a one-year deal Maybe not for peanuts like this year where he's basically playing for free, but would he come back to the Saints for like six, seven million and like him and Taysom like fight it out because Taysom, his contract will be up after next year too. So it'll just be, to me, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting his market next year. If he doesn't play at all, will it? Well, yeah, if he he doesn't play, I mean, is a team gonna afford him an opportunity because like i know pittsburgh offered him seven million or whatever and he turned down a ton more money but i mean pittsburgh wasn't offering him a starting job you know that's that's roethlisberger's you know and and maybe you you would say hey roethlisberger's elbow was all messed up last year and he's old so you know maybe that's a that's a quicker path to the field um but you know there was no guarantees he was going to play there either right and so I don't know that. See, unlike Teddy, who went five and zero. Now, you know, if Jameis plays and goes five and zero and plays like Teddy, then yeah, he's going to get a starting job just like Teddy did. But uh, I mean, it's like kind of like when Teddy Bridgewater came back to the Saints. You, know, he was offered, I think, two years, fourteen million to be the starting quarterback of the Dolphins, and it was just a god awful situation. My gut tells me that. Jameis would probably just go for it if if some awful team was like, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll let you be our guy. But I mean, even those situations aren't great because. But here's here, you know it's a two and fourteen team. You know the team he, is awful. They're going to get a great draft pick, and you're going to have to compete with the, the future of the franchise. Wouldn't wouldn't to me if he doesn't play at all for the Saints this year, the odds of him coming back is almost a lock. And here's why to me. Because Jameis, he's been the guy his entire life, and he's at practice. You know, the Saints would have to pay him a lot more. I, I don't. No, they'd have he to pay him a lot more. Saints on a minimum. minimum. No, yeah. he won't. He won't play for the minimum. But I think he would look at it and say, "Drew's gone. I see Taysom Hill at practice every day. I can beat that guy out. Sure, Saints. I'll take a one. I'll take a one-year, seven and a half million dollar contract, and I'm gonna beat Taysom out, and I'm gonna be the quarterback. Like I can see him. I can see him making that decision instead of saying, "I'm gonna go play for uh, the Jets, who are a crap team and are moving on from some from Sam Darnold or." Um, yeah, you know who? Or, or, no, it's a good point. I mean, it, it, the situation that you're talking about and kind of outlining there. I mean, it's it kind of feels like Cam Newton in, in New England. Yeah, exactly. That's exact. That's exactly. That's exactly what it would be. And he might. He might demand the Saints. Pro- it'd probably be a little bit more, but it'll be in the five to seven million dollar range. But that's a 2021 question, and 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 we'll we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But you know. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I think football season, Andrew, we always say, when does it officially start? And it's sometime in the preseason when there something happens during a game, we always make the joke. But I think Saints season officially started yesterday when Josina Anderson tweeted, the Saints are open to trading Kamara. Because Saints Twitter re-engaged. This podcast, we did 800 downloads yesterday in the middle of the night. Like, people are back. We are ready for football. And I think the Kamara thing, that it's probably going to end up, like you say, he's not, they're not going to trade him. They're going to keep him. It's going to work out. Um, so everybody's fired up. And we're only, you know, we're eight days away. We're a week away, you know, eight days away from Thursday Night Football next year, next week. And yeah. then you got football. We got fantasy drafts coming up. So, guys, if you're a patron, you know where it's at. You're ready. You're locked and loaded with the best Saints podcast in the world. If you're not a Saints patron, sign freaking up. You got two more days of free podcasts. You want this podcast every day. You want your booze bundle. You want, when they are breaking news, we are freaking first. We gave the people two podcasts yesterday, one on Camara. Patrons only got that because we are the freaking best. So join us. We are having a blast for Saints 2020 football, I promise you. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph. We will see you again tomorrow.